1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 971
0: FM Talk Podcast.
1: The Any Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods.
2: That is exactly what I needed to hear.
1: Thank God someone here knows
0: what they're talking about. That's a- Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture.
3: Don't get
2: me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they read my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady.
4: For the
0: sake,
4: of death, keep your voice down. Your
1: father's listening to the radio. I'm not married my heart. This is the Annie Friday. You see a lot of these weird people teaching classes, and you don't necessarily want them giving advice to children about decisions for the rest of their life. And here's an important point that people need to really take into consideration. There's a reason why they have little kids become suicide bombers. Because you can talk kids into almost anything. You can talk them into believing in Santa Claus. You talk kids into believing in all kinds of ridiculous. 'Cause they're really young. You could easily convince them in one way or another that they're anything, that they're 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 queer, that they're trans. You could one hundred percent convince some kids of all kinds of things, especially by reinforcing it with love and support and happiness.
3: You're becoming like my most stable relationship.
1: No said.
4: Joe Rogan is there talking about the ease with which you can convince kids to believe in things. And then you see day after day after day, if you're on the Internet or if you've seen social media, where these people who are in the classroom are bragging about how they are advocating behind their parents back about what they're influencing children on, really against a lot of parents' wills and how would they even know. In the state of Illinois, I talked about this yesterday, Illinois House Bill 4876 amends the Abused and Neglected Child Reporting Act and provides that abused child means a child whose parent or immediate family member or any person responsible for the child's welfare or any individual residing in the same home as the child or a paramour of the child's parent denies the child access to necessary medical care, including, but not limited to, primary care services, abortion services, or gender-affirming services. In Illinois, the Illinois House wants to make it. If you deny them gender-affirming care, you will now be guilty of neglect and abuse to that child. Tyrus joins us. He's a regular on Gutfeld, Fox News contributor, and his uh, latest show on Fox Nation, Tyrus Here and Now. Check out that stand-up special. Welcome back to the show, Tyrus. We appreciate you.
3: Oh, thanks for having me.
4: Um, what do you think about what you take in? However, I know that you try to limit your social media uh, exposure, but you can't avoid some of these teachers who are using the classroom to influence, maybe, say, groom children to be a certain type of lifestyle or expose them to a lifestyle outside of the knowledge of the parents.
3: Well, uh, well, I mean, there's two. Obviously, there's, there's, there's homeschool. Uh, which I think we need to look about expanding in the private sector to where um, groups, families, and neighborhoods can can work together with maybe a private teacher opposed to a public teacher. You know, uh, give teachers opportunities for, to earn some real paychecks and do some real good in the classroom. Which, as a teacher, that is I would say ninety nine percent of teachers' goals. The problem is is that parents we have to we have to be vigilant. We just can't assume. School is a safe place. You just can't assume that it was the school that you used to go to because it's not anymore. So uh, you have to be vigilant. You got to go to those teacher the opening night and meet the teacher before your class uh, before you, you you leave your little darling to start going to school because that'll be a big thing. The first day you meet them, impressions are everything. And if you don't feel good about it, then at least at that point as a parent, you can do something about it. But you got to be you got to make the time uh, to make sure you're at all those school meetings. And uh, be those teachers' worst nightmares if if um, their curriculum is not school approved or their personal life. Uh, It's just amazing to me. Nobody, no teachers were never, never did talk about their personal life. It was rare. I think I was like maybe like a shock when you met your teacher's husband (laughs) or wife. You know, like it was considered
4: that they'd have a husband.
3: Wasn't there? You just didn't know that stuff. You know, and. uh, So it's just amazing to me that why you're there to teach, uh, which means you're supposed to take knowledge and transfer it to our kids, not supposed to, you know, if you want to write an autobiography, uh, then do that and see if people want to buy it. But, you know, putting your personal beliefs and feelings on children to make yourself feel better, uh, it goes back to that thing again. America has been afraid of a small, loud mob. And we need to remember that they're small, there is no. 90% Ninety percent of the stuff, the facts they kick are completely made up. Uh, so we just need to be vigilant and stay on top of it. And if there's enough of us together, um, it's a lot easier to get things done. So as communities, we have to we have to be communities again. We have to look yeah. out for each.
4: Yeah. And, and and I think that building those communities, you know, maybe it's in, as you said, like a homeschool co-op of of sorts. I'm a huge advocate for parochial education. If if a faith life is something that is important to a, a parent to find an alternative, affordable option outside of public school. I, I really I, I really wonder if the pendulum can swing further to, I guess, the woke left on this issue. I I, I feel like and I hate to even manifest this into existence by saying it out loud, but how can it get worse than it is right now? You would think that the pendulum would have to start coming back to the middle.
3: I think I think it is because I think enough people are starting to get affected who who care more about uh, truth than necessarily their payday. We're seeing, uh, you know, I've always kind of been on the front line against this, but when you see uh, the Joe Rogans, the Elon Musk, you're seeing more and more uh actors that are starting to say you know what for a long time i stayed quiet because i was afraid of how it would affect my uh wallet and now they're saying you know what there are some things more important than my wallet <clears throat> so we're seeing that and uh, again it just goes back to um where when it starts affecting enough people uh people start paying attention to the real stuff and we won't get sidetracked with all the stuff they throw at us to distract us so i, I think I think uh, it's starting to pull back because also another thing is whenever you have a plan over time, I'm sure the woke in the beginning thought is the, the buildings and the CEOs and the companies that got behind this thought it was going to be huge for them. And now the, now the bottom line is coming in and they've lost money, ruined careers, destroyed uh, reputations. So now you might see them uh, all of a sudden this revolt, but we as consumers need to remember the only reason why that they're doing this change is not because they hear our message it's because uh, we hurt their wallets. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, you know, I'm, I still, uh, everyone wants to, you know, the Bud Light thing, I'm sorry, you had a man with woman face on making fun of women. I think you need to do better than, um, give a couple of, of uh, people, um, commercial deals, yeah. you know, and 350 people that were fired need to be rehired and uh, there needs to be an apology to women you know i think show you can't just say oops sorry we're going to do it this way i think that because that shows the line being drawn there has to be a line when it comes to what you want to do in the privacy of your own home i have no issue with but i don't that's why i live in my own home i don't live in somebody else's home so i have to watch what they do or have their belief systems pushed on me so there's no reason you and the school is the same thing like you're not there to push your stuff on people you're there to educate children and get them ready for the world and uh this stuff is not getting them ready for anything
4: we're speaking with tyrus of course you see him on gottfeld he's a regular there he's a fox news contributor he also has his latest book out called nuff said be sure to pick that up and and read it you will very much so enjoy it i i understand that you have spent from reading your first book just tyrus that you are an educator and you understand what it's like to be in a classroom and especially to be around impressionable kids. And you, you've had quite a story, which I encourage people to check out your first book so that they can learn about where you come from. Um, but you you understand a classroom environment, and you understand how, in some cases, these kids are looking for someone to guide them, to care for them. And that is, that is a situation that is ripe for someone to take advantage of those kids. There's
3: a great responsibility there. If you're going to... When you're working with children and if you break through them, and I like I said, I was working with um, some of the like level fourteen uh kids who had a lot of issues, a lot of delays, a lot of behavior management issues um you know so uh the but to reach them there's but there's always a line as a because it's hard we're all human you know and it's hard not to get attached to kids when you're teaching especially younger kids, and then you see them start to the light bulb starts to turn on and stuff you know and they're their successes is your successes as a teacher but it's it, this excitement should be about watching the student grow not watching conforming them to be like you you know that that's the that's i would as a teacher i would never even think about that you need to lead by example and um you know pushing my own beliefs and stuff like making the whole class the England Patriots fans or you're going to get a f on the paper if i did something like that it would be a huge big deal and all i'm asking to do is change their favorite team so i mean just it's just about principalities right now in this country.
4: Yeah, and and it, it really does take people who are who are going to stand up but also walk away from industries. Like th- there is a woke industrial complex and I think about how this this whole movement really started with businesses or corporations or maybe public entities being scared into trying to be more inclusive in a way that was punitive to other, like you couldn't be inclusive without being exclusive. And then the people descend upon it. Black Lives Matter is is an industry that comes to mind because what they did didn't really end up helping the black lives that supported that, that effort that took place in 2020.
3: But the thing is, is sometimes I say scared. No, I think they saw an incredible opportunity to be able to do whatever they want to do as long as they, make a couple of woke uh, activists rich and they spend a little bit of money and do an ad campaign for them, which is nothing for them. Um, And they get all these, these virtue signaling points. Oh, look what we've done for this. But the, 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 the act is just the, the discussion of the deed. It's like uh, they just saying they're doing something. So that's good enough. And they look, they have, they have a celebrity to back them up, so it's legitimate, even though they're doing nothing for their frontline workers, or not doing anything about their working conditions or raises. They're spending a, a million bucks on here and there on some ad campaigns with some thirsty um, actors who will say anything if the money's right. I mean, that's the business. So, oh, um, so I mean, that's the the ugliness of it all. So I, I think, and they, and a lot of times Americans we'll just kind of let water roll off her back, you know, and I think it was the fact that finally uh, everyone started, especially men started speaking up. I think that was the biggest thing. turns out all the feminists in the world are actually alpha toxic males like myself because we're the ones going, wait a minute, I don't, you know, like I I don't, for me to be like my daughters and my wife have no idea what March Madness is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just ridiculous. It's stupid. And, And actually, and that's a great time for women's basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, you know, their tournament is just as exciting, and everyone's still talking about LSU and, and – Mason uh,
4: Clark, uh, Iowa.
3: Nathan Clark, yeah, you know. So, I mean, when you – but in those instances, we all think of the other side of it. So we have to start – and we have to stick a hard stand for that. You know, you can't just be, oh, when it feels when it's right from my side, that you have to take a stand. And we have to take a stand, you yeah. know, so –
4: Well, Um,
3: I won't let that stuff go. So
4: you've you've absolutely done that, and you're doing it all across the country. And I had to I had to fact check this while we were discussing here. But Anthony on our YouTube channel said Tyrus is going to be in Farmington in May, and I checked it, and it looks like is it May 20th? You're going to be in Farmington, Missouri, and it says limited tickets available. And that's within our listening area, so I want to encourage people to go yeah, get your tickets. Yeah, it's
3: also within driving distance of Pappy's as well. Yeah. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, well, you make sure you contact us if you're around noon to 3. We'll make, will, make room for you.
3: I will always, con- I always contact you guys. So, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yep, Monday. It's uh, May 20th, May May 20th yep. 7-30. Uh, I'm excited to be back.
4: That sounds great. Tyrus, thanks for being with us. We always appreciate you.
3: Always a pleasure.
4: Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. He is a regular on Gutfeld, Fox News contributor and host of Maintaining with Tyrus on Outkick. He has got so many uh, things that he is juggling right now, and we're really grateful that he has kept the Annie Fry show on Thursdays as a part of it. I started doing this midday show in 2018, and I think that he started on with us on Thursdays in 2018. And he's been—he's my longest regular guest and was really excited when we— Talk to him about coming on this show, and he his profile has grown significantly in the time that he's been on with us. And he's always made time for you. It's about you, not about me. And I'm just really grateful for it. It's a it's a cool relationship that you all have with Tyrus, and he values that a lot. So go to Farmington if you haven't seen Tyrus yet. I've seen him multiple times. It's a great show. You will enjoy every bit of it. And he's in Farmington, Missouri on May 20th. Go sell that show out right now. That'd be pretty cool. Let's take a quick break. Ryan Wiggins back in studio with us when we come back. Anthony, thank you for the tip on the YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you vote in the YouTube live chat poll. Was your cell service disturbed today? Yes or no? Ken commented, mine was out most of the morning. AT&T just showed SOS. I'm learning that that means that you have an iPhone. Hmm. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back.
0: Call from mom.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that I was driving in the car, <clears throat> had to go to the dentist yesterday, picking up my kids, getting ready to turn into the dentist's office parking lot, and that came on. I was like, oh, we're giving away James Taylor tickets this week. That's fun. And I was listening to it, and I'm like, this makes me happy. He says the D word a lot. <laughs> yeah, he does
2: say damn a lot. Like, hey. I mean, Darn.
4: He, Darn, but, but this traffic that, jam yeah, doesn't yeah. really work.
2: No, it doesn't. should say ham. Yeah, ham this traffic jam. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a common phrase.
4: I like it. Like, if you think about James Taylor, don't you automatically think of... Sesame Street. What? Yeah. Do you? Sesame? Mm, no. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, yeah. That's the only way I know James Taylor is from when I was a kid in the 80s watching Sesame Street. It seemed like he was on every third episode. They had James Taylor on there all the time, Man. and that's where I became a, a, a little bit of a fan. But he would always play the same couple songs, "Fire and Rain." Yes. "Fire and Rain"
4: is what I was going to say yeah, that yeah, everybody thinks Fire, of. I've seen.
2: Rain. And, and that's really the only one I remember. He'd play another one that I don't remember as well, but that—that's it. I mean, every time I see him or even do this contest, I'm not kidding—I still think of Sesame Street.
4: I. Don't know if there's a sadder song that why are you nodding in affirmation? Like,
2: he's laughing at me. I'm laughing at him. He's laughing at me. Well, do I'm, it out
4: loud so everybody can. I'm chill. fine <laughs> with it.
2: I'm fine with yeah,
4: it. I, I wish if you weren't looking, if, if you're not watching on the Annie Fry YouTube channel, Ryan got done very confidently and proudly talking about whatever it is he just said. And at the end, they just both looked at each other and nodded. <laughs>
5: Well, I was hoping to find a kindred, well, but Brad was no, clearly not. I don't think about it at all, but now I'm like, you got to do a Sesame Street-styled giveaway whenever we give away those James Taylor tickets. <laughs> Be caller number four, four. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
4: Uh, uh, uh. We're uh. doing a James Taylor ticket giveaway in the 2 o'clock hour, so stick around for that. Is Fire and Rain the saddest song that was ever written?
2: Uh, no, no. The saddest song that was ever written is "Cats Melon- in the Cradle? I was that was my second one. Mm. I was gonna say that. But no. Melancholy
5: Man by Moody Blues is I, like the song. Do saddest. I know that song? No. Okay. No I don't even does. know what the song's called, but it's Where Oh Where Can My Baby Be? The oh, Lord took Where t- Oh Where
4: Can My Baby Be Yeah, it's about a dude whose girl took her died in his arms.
5: Uh. Okay. That one
4: I wanna go back to Fire and Rain, because I think it's still a still set of song that's ever been <laughs> Okay. Rain. It is sad.
2: I don't know what the song's about.
4: You can't listen to that song on a sunshiny day, but you should turn it on when it's raining and you're sitting in your car with nowhere to go.
2: Ooh, no. That sounds terrible. That sounds like a song you'd listen to right now because it's all overcast, kind of nasty out. Actually, actually, temperature-wise, it's okay. It just looks nasty. I
4: would rather be outside right now than inside.
2: Yeah, temperature-wise, it's pretty good. but I, I, I Still, I'm going to go back to Sesame Street here because the song, when you experience it when you're four... You don't really know what you're you're doing. Which song? Fire and Rain. Yeah, and I still go there in my head because I would watch Sesame Street multiple times a day.
4: Hold on a second. What did he do on Sesame Street? He would just play a song. Fire and Rain. That one. Yeah, he'd play gather round, Muffets. Let's talk about death.
2: He. I don't know. Again, I I didn't even know it was about death because he, he was you know he was just playing a nice
4: song. Is Fire and Rain about death? Because it's I always thought I'd see you again, and it's also the song that was played. Right when, um, in, remember the Titans? Mm-hmm. He gets in the car accident. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no. But he doesn't die. He goes on to be in the Special Olympics and win. And then he dies. <laughs>
5: at the end the Later. yeah, Once He does actually,
4: old. in fact, it's, that's the way the movie starts and finishes.
5: Oh, at his burial. Oh, so according to Google... There uh, has three verses. One is about a friend who committed suicide. another Byron rain? Yes. Another is about Taylor's addiction to heroin. Okay. And the third refers to a mental hospital and a band Taylor started called The Flying Machine.
4: Name a sadder song. You can't.
5: Not that you would know.
4: Bill says, what about Tears in Heaven?
2: Yeah, that's a sad song. <laughs> yeah, that one. That rough. one did come to mind, too. That one did. That is a sad song. He also just so for the record, he didn't say "gather round, Muppets," and then play songs. <laughs> Let song. me
1: sing this. Well, he yeah. would, wouldn't tell
4: them they're Muppets. That would be rude. that would be rude because
2: they're monsters.
4: Gather round, legitimate people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gather round, felt Lawrence's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's an old. That's a really old joke that they they people would say. What do they call Muppets in Britain? And somebody goes, Felt Lawrence. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds proper.
4: <laughs> I still don't even know why we're talking about Sesame Street. I don't either.
2: I don't either. We're pretty deep into it now, though. Do yeah, we just plow so through? So deep,
4: it's hard to get out. I don't do really get, know what to do. we get through
2: this whole segment doing that? Dash or we...
4: says, If I Die Young is a very sad song by the, the band Perry. Are you familiar with that song? No. If no. I die young, bury me, bury me in satin. Lay me down in a bed of roses. Sink me in the river. Send Me Away With a Love song, it's about this, the lead singer of the band, Perry, is a young female. She's talking about, hey, if I die young, this is what I want you to do. So the whole premise of the song is like a young person dying. She rewrote that song and she sings the song as a response to her singing the song If I Die Young in a way that basically says, "I I, I, like when I hear it, I feel like she's saying, it was naive and almost kind of irresponsible for me to sing that song. And I appreciate it so much. like oh, wow. i I love the melody of that song. and the band Perry, I think they're very talented. but i I always thought it was something that put young people in a position to kind of romanticize the idea of dying young mm. in a way that you know how, you know how we live in a society right now where like, all of the things that are air quotes wrong with you are the things that are best about you. Yes. That's upside down. Yeah. The idea that you have faults is a human and B not the best thing about you. We wear our victimhood like badge, like a badge today. Where if you are maybe a little bit overweight, maybe you're a little underweight, maybe you're a little too tall, maybe you're a little too short, maybe your hair is not as thick and lush as you want it to be. Like all of these physicalities, maybe you have too many freckles, maybe you don't have enough freckles because you can actually fake freckles now. I am a freckled individual and did not see that one coming. Um, Maybe you're not smart enough. Maybe you're too smart and you're a nerd. Maybe you're not athletic enough. Maybe you're not coordinated enough to be a cheerleader, whatever it might be. When we grew up in the 90s. There, I mean, like you go back, I could talk about the movie She's All That again. Like, that is a movie about clicks and social order in a way that in 2024, it does not fit in 2024.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: It's almost like a historical work at this point in time to go back and look at because that's really, it's, it, it maybe is an exaggeration to an extent, but not a whole lot. Did you have clicks? In high school, that were pretty distinct.
2: Yes, I would say my graduating class was actually really good, but for the most part, there were cliques well, all you, around.
4: But you can have cliques that don't hate each other, but still have but definitive it's like common interest. Oh,
2: sure. Cliques, yeah, and and that's the way my class would have been. There were there were definitely groups of people who were. The jocks and the nerds and the auto video video guys and all that stuff. The AV, club. the AV club. <laughs> that, but, but, I in my class at least everybody got along pretty
4: well. Like there was a, a respect on a human level. Yeah. across lines. Yeah, not always the case.
2: It it really isn't. That was that's why
5: I'm pointing it and out. And maybe rare. even more of an, the exception of the world. Did you? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, and they were a little more hostile. And I'd never really fully fit into any particular clique, and I would float between them but never really fully accepted in any of them because I didn't fit any of the stereotypes of people.
4: Ryan, what clique were you in?
5: Uh, The, like, super, super smart, good-looking ones.
2: (laughs) It was uncomfortable because you had all these people trying to get in all the time, and you were like, look, I don't dislike you, but you do not belong here. (laughs) You're not smart enough. Yeah. Was there anyone else in this clique
4: with you, or did you just establish the club yourself? (laughs) It
2: was mostly me. (laughs) Uh, A couple of the teachers were in there. Uh, that was kind of cool. The younger and teachers, your parents, yeah. My no, my parents were not in. They tried to get in. But I said, no.
4: <laughs> you you wrote them out.
2: I did. Yeah, we had a couple of subs, uh, sub teachers. Uh, Mr. Randall, he was the lead singer of the Fragile Porcelain Mice. He was in it, and me.
4: <laughs> I need a documented map of this segment, <laughs> just so I can go back and learn what we talked about. What click were you in?
2: Uh, I, that's what was weird. Is that I had a little click of people who were. I don't know. We we wouldn't call ourselves comedians, but we definitely were.
4: <laughs> I was a part of the comedian. Yeah, we were
2: definitely drawn to each other because we were we would try to make each other laugh. What did,
4: what were your what were your did you find each other through just being in the same classes? Did you, mostly,
2: yeah, mostly mostly the same detention? classes. Detention? No, no. I was in the <laughs> honors classes oddly, uh, and it was. I,
4: I know of honor students who have
2: gotten a detention or two. No, no, that doesn't happen. We follow the rules. Uh, and that's how we achieve honors: is we follow the rules, Annie. Uh, no, I, I really don't know. That was why it was a weird class, is because, like Brad, a lot of us floated between cliques because I was also in a lot of athletics, but I wasn't a part of those groups. I wasn't on the football team, for instance, but I hung out with them a lot.
4: You were in a lot of athletics. He,
2: he, I played a lot of sports. Didn't you play golf, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have like a Letterman jacket in all of them. I had golf. That was it. But we didn't have a click. Did you?
4: What sports did you play for Collinsville High School? <laughs> Just golf. But you were in a lot of athletics. Yeah,
2: did, I, I was very athletic. We did they not know you the were time. there? <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I would have been considered.
4: Put me in, Coach. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Who's that kid on the end of the bench
2: over there? <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: <laughs> he snuck in. He's really good looking and smart, though.
4: But the key here is that it was funny. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes. As long as I got a rise out of it. <laughs> You said you didn't fit in a clique? uh uh-uh, no. Uh, geeky-ish, but
4: I that was about it. went to a Lutheran high school my freshman year and my junior and my senior year. I left my freshman year to go to Edwardsville High School, and I played sports there. And I played three sports at Edwardsville High School. And all my friends—I spent all my weekends with my Lutheran high school friends. And at the end of it, I just wanted to go back. So my disjointed four years of high school— didn't have me super fitting in anywhere and i feel like i i feel like most people tolerated me fine and that was kind of the extent of it
2: i I started a club in high school here we go (laughs) it was called the fun club for (laughs) self-esteem and i had to go through the whole process did you get a sponsor for it i had to i had (laughs) to get a teacher and i had a teacher who was like all right.
4: Do you remember who the teacher was?
2: I, I think it was Mr. Haskett who was a journalism teacher. I was in journalism That sounds so like was, something journalism I, yeah.
4: would be like, go for it. I
2: was a writer. I had a page in the newspaper, so that was another clique I was in. But um, I, I started that club, and the, the person who had to approve it goes, I see you have a sponsor. Can you tell me the point of the club? And I was like, well, it's
4: it's, it's for self-esteem.
2: Like, we're, we're here to build each other up. I mean, obviously. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but, but like, what do you do? And I'm like, I think I just told you. And he's like, disapproved. (laughs) He didn't (laughs) approve it? He did not approve my club. Today, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we should talk about that. Oh, they'd be all over that club.
4: (laughs) Right? What's it called again?
2: The Fun Club for (laughs) (laughs) Self-Esteem. But that's the kind of stuff we would just constantly do.
4: Do you still want to make that club happen?
2: Yeah, I asked Odyssey, and they said absolutely, but they already had one. (laughs) (laughs) Do they? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was at corporate level, so
4: can yeah. we have an Annie Fry Show Fun Club for self-esteem and just send you out into the office and just compliment people? Do you have
2: to be on the Annie Fry Show to be in the club too?
4: You are the club, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and your outreach, me is and Mr. Ma- Randall, your outreach is building people up. Okay, as an ambassador for the Annie Fry Show.
2: Well, I'm going to need more than just me in the club. First of all, I'm going to need corporate approval. No, you're uh, not. So gonna... We're not
4: talking to corporate about
1: nothing. No,
2: I think I think so. I'm going to reach out to the CEO and just see if this would be a good idea. And <laughs> if he approves it, then yeah, I'll walk around the office. <laughs>
1: This
5: is how it starts. Like Things are changing. I just, he's going to reach want. out to the CEO, and he's going to be like, this is a great idea. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, it'll be company-wide, and Ryan will be in yeah, charge Yeah, and then,
4: then we're going to have real responsibility. Or maybe. This is just supposed to be fun right now.
2: I, the way I want this to play out is he just says, yeah, that's fine. And then I get to walk around saying anything I want to anybody and be like, the CEO told me I could.
4: That's definitely not how this is going down. Uh, let's take a quick break. If you have a sadder song than ones that we've suggested here, I would like to know what that might be. On the Annie Fry YouTube live chat, you can leave a comment there. What about Danny Boy?
2: That one was on my list, too. I've got two more that if we come back and talk about it, right. I'll, I'll we'll mention. We'll see if
4: anyone else suggests ones worth, um, worth mentioning. Russell says we all need Annie's letterman's jackets. I have two I have two letter jackets from two high schools, and I lettered in sports at both of them. What sports were they? At Edwardsville High School, I played volleyball, basketball, and track. I was most valuable sophomore on the track team at Edwardsville High School. Wow, MVS. MVS. And I was a four-sport athlete at uh, Metro.
2: Seems like you're bragging now.
4: I am. Yeah, I, can tell. <laughs> I wasn't a member of the fun club for self-esteem, though. It is on my list of to-dos. Hopefully Ryan wasn't either. Yeah, that's true. I like your voice. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. This is certainly a happy song. Yeah? Yeah. This makes you want to join the fun club. Right? Yeah,
2: once we get it sponsored and approved by the CEO. CD- because right here. Hey.
4: Yeah. We make you happy. Hey. Unlike The Living Years by Mike and the Mechanics.
2: Yes, oh my gosh. Which
4: was mentioned by Ken on YouTube. And I haven't heard that song in forever, but I probably could listen to it right now and would immediately cry.
2: Uh, I, I'm playing it if you want to pull me up. Really? Yeah.
4: You just have it there? I have it ready to go. Oh, man, that synthesizer.
2: Mm hmm. It's good stuff. 80s? It's gotta be.
4: Do you know the song? You don't know the song?
5: That's why I pulled it up, because I thought a lot of people Maybe would not. I have to hear more of it.
2: 1988. Yeah, makes sense
4: with
2: their frustration. Ooh, this song gives me chill. Come on it's just cold door. in here. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> <You get
5: them?
1: laughs> I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father household so I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears. I just wish I could have told him in the living
4: you know, I was thinking, it's, it's kind of an interesting tie into something that I had, was just thinking about within the last 24 hours. You know, the president election in November, we are in 2024. This is upon us right now, 257 days, and the election will be decided. Mm-hmm. The next four years will be determined. Mm-hmm. I remember when Joe Biden won in 2020, going, we have four years, if not eight, but at minimum four years of being on this side of this thing. And I remember feeling very defeated by it. I know so many people, and you know, of course, if you're listening, we appreciate you being here, but I know there are people listening right now who do not watch cable news on their television the way they did before 2020. When Donald Trump was the president, everything happened that happened during uh, November and December of 2020, enter 2021, January 6th happens. Everybody is on high alert in every possible way. Everybody's agitation level is at the max. And I was just thinking, you know, I'm I'm going to be 40 in April. God willing, there are going to be many presidents that I will live through in the rest of my life. Donald Trump is this moment in time that is right now. It's incredibly consequential. The path that we move on politically 100% goes through Donald Trump. It is going to be a part of history and we are living to see it right now. But it isn't what is forever, but the relationships that are being lost right now and the timing of the brokenness of these relationships, you know, this song is all about, I just wish I could have told him in the living years, the people in our lives who we have lost touch with because of this one period of time is really sad to think about.
2: Mm. It's it's more of a reflection of of values. I think that that people are getting in fights over these politicians because they they sort of are figureheads for the the values that we don't share anymore. Um, you know, we used to have a lot more of a shared ethic, and we just don't. And I think that comes up in political conversations much more when actually what they're fighting over is what's important to them through these politicians.
4: I. It matters, you know, I I have people who have disowned me from family because I don't say the right things or do the right things. They've also never talked to me about it.
2: Yeah, that kind of stinks.
4: Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, I, 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 I I know for a fact that there are people who are related to me who feel a very specific type of way because they know where I am politically. And honestly, if I didn't have this job, They wouldn't know what they know. This is my job. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not playing a part here. Nobody hands me a piece of paper in the morning to say, all right, here's what you're talking about today. Nobody does that. Nobody will ever do that. If you've listened to me for any amount of time. And if you're new to the show, you can ask my dad. It's very hard to tell me what to do and me just be like, okay, yeah, sure, let's do that. I'm for that. I've always been my own person, stubbornly so, um, to my detriment when I was growing up and I was mouthy at home and I uh, thought that I knew what was right. And in many cases, when authority came at me and said, no, you're going to do it this way, if I felt righteous in my side, I fought for that to my own detriment and you could you could ask my friends i was grounded all of the time and the reason i was grounded all of the time is because i would argue with my parents i didn't do drugs i didn't drink alcohol i was a very prude in every sense of the term Student through school, and all of my friends, when they would get grounded for doing things, maybe a little more salacious than the things that I didn't do, maybe not. If they got grounded, they could go out with me, but they couldn't go out with their other friends.
2: You were a good, good kid, <clears throat> but your parents were Dukakis fans, <laughs> and you just couldn't
5: handle that. Man,
4: you might. Be bumped down on the <laughs> yeah. on the dad meter right
5: now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I want to stand. You know next how? To you next you, time. Yeah,
4: you know how good you are in with 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 my dad.
2: I'm just trying to. I'm trying to find the the place where you fit into society. I think I found. it. I was it. a
4: really good kid, and I was unfazed by societal pressures to get off the beaten path. So much so that I was stubborn about staying on the beaten path, and. I, but I would go home, and if I had a disagreement with my mom or my dad, I would stand my ground. And then they would ground me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, you go sit and think about it. My parents would ground me from anything that plugged in. TV, stereo, anything that you could enjoy. Lights. <laughs> yeah. My, 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 you go sit in the dark. My friend's parents called it electrical grounding because I wasn't allowed to <laughs> essentially <laughs> use electricity. Um. There are times where I'm certain they might disagree with it. There are times where I'm certain that the point that I was arguing was the correct point, but I did it in the wrong way. <laughs> I was disrespecting authority and that was the problem. That was where the grounding came from. I, I've, my dad has said to me in the time that has passed since from then to where I am now that he can see how the person who I am, how what I do right now suits me and how a gift that I have had to be cultivated a little bit in order to be used for good, so to speak. (laughs) But the idea that I come on here and I say anything ever in any day, any day in the past, any day in the future, that it would be anything aside from what I believe... In my heart of hearts, I have lost relationships over it. I have broke, there have been broken relationships over it. People who have told me off in person, people who have told me off on the internet or in emails and people who have never told me off but talk about me behind my back. Friends and family of past, those relationships have all been broken because I've always been true to myself. So it's very hard to live in a world and a society where my job is to come to you every day and be straight from the heart and from my head, without any pre-programming from anyone anywhere, and know that that's going to cause me to lose those relationships that to what this song is talking about here, those relations, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, those relationships are done and gone forever because I'm not the one who ended them. They were ended because I because I was the person who did the wrong thing and they, they it was severable from there. Mm-hmm. That makes that's a very difficult thing. To swallow and I know that people listening right now, you guys might have your own stories of people who know, I don't know, maybe it's your proximity to me or just something you've said on the air before that makes you persona non grata. And and I think that right now we're living in such a stressful time that this is happening all across the country. And it is a really sad thing.
2: It is. It is. And and <clears throat> you know, the prayer is always that we go through this, we kind of figure out You know, a lot of the chaff needs to be blown away. We can't just go back to unity for the sake of unity. We have to find common ground, and we're going to have to go through a lot of stuff as a nation to get to that point. The prayer is we go through that, and we come out the other side sharing that again.
4: Yeah, it has to be the goal. That has to be the understanding that we're not just doing this just to win. It has to be bigger than that. All right, well, let's listen to this really sad song and bring you back in for the 2 o'clock hour, a fun 2 o'clock hour around the corner. We'll be right back.